They're coming to get you, Barbara. Dead Dare, a horror podcast. Brought to you by Big Baby Studios. Hello and welcome to the Dead Air Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. I'm the horror-obsessed one for those of you that kind of follow the podcast. Um, but today's episode is going to be quite a different one because I'm missing two of my co-hosts. Aaron and Miguel are unfortunately not able to make it today. But no fear because we've got two other members of the Dead Air family um, who have stepped up to the plate. Um, we've got um, our producer, Antoinette. He's also the uh, host of the AAV Horror Podcast. It's actually not a horror podcast. Okay. The Horror Creepy. Podcast? The Creepy Podcast Grimcast, where they talk about real-life hauntings. And we also have uh, Ramon, who is co-host of the very popular pop culture podcast, Enslate. So welcome, Antoinette and Ramon. Thank you for coming yeah. on. Oh, hey, what's up? I thought I was going to be playing uh, Ramon. I, was going, I thought I was going to be playing Miguel, so I was like, uh... Oh, oh, you guys were gonna, 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 gonna play Miguel. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, hey, oh no, no, I, I, I'll be Miguel, okay? Wait, am I not playing Miguel? I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, you know, you've got more experience. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so that other voice that you guys heard is the reason why we're here. So, again, today, like I said, today's a very, very special day for Dead, Dead Air. Um, our guest today, she's a multi hyphenate, she's, she's an actress. She's a director. She's a writer. She's also a stunt performer. Um, you can you can check her out in um, Renfield, which is currently out uh, in theaters today. Um, it's a horror comedy. Obviously, it's a horror comedy starring Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage. Um, it's out right now. Um, she's been on the amazing Disney Marvel show WandaVision, um, and she's also given a TED talk on the production of her short film Bumblebees. But 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 she is most popular and most well loved for in the horror community for her role as. Tara in the breakout 2016 Splatterfest film, Terrifier. So please welcome Jenna Cano. Thank you so much. What a, what a thorough, well-researched intro. I appreciate that. <laughs> Told you we were fans. <laughs> I, I'm, you weren't kidding. I'm, I'm honored. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, we are honored. And uh, Bob, my cat is, has arrived. She is right there. <laughs> Hi. She is in my lap. <laughs> So Jenna, thank you again for coming on. This is quite an honor for us. We're, uh, we're big fans of, of of Terrifier, obviously, and through Terrifier, we got to see a lot of your other work, um, especially Antoinette over here, who we subjected to Terrifier for the first time, um, and I think it's kind of uh, traumatized her. So yeah, so <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> no, you, you might be you might be entitled to financial compensation <laughs> for your trauma. <laughs> It was an experience. We'll get into that in a bit. I have questions. <laughs> I hope we have answers. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> okay, so Jenna, um, what we usually do is we ask our, 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 our guests, one of our favorite things is to ask our guests um, this question. Um, what is your horror origin story? So for those of you who are not familiar with that, the horror origin story is whatever got you into horror in the first place. It could be it could be a scary book. It could be a scary movie that you saw when you were way too young. Whatever that is. Jenna, for you, what was that? For me, it was... So when I was much younger, I uh, I have endometriosis. And so my periods were always a nightmare. And so I would always be in so much pain that I would have to stay home from school for a couple of days every month. And my parents both always worked full time. So it was just, you know... <laughs> You're on your own. Have here's where that you know Advil is, <laughs> and, uh, and I would watch whatever was on TV because I was just on the couch because I was in so much pain. And very often it was horror movies that I was absolutely too young to be watching. And I found that, and and I still find this, but for um, I, I still find that this is true for my depression and anxiety, and I think that this is true for a lot of people. But sometimes when you're in pain, whether it's physical or mental, I find watching a horror movie displaces those feelings. And suddenly I'm not feeling my own pain. I'm worried about like, is she going to get out of this house? You know, are, are they going to get away from the murderer? You know, it kind of it allows you to displace whatever you're dealing with. 
in a, in a thrilling but safe way. And so that was my my gateway drug. And I've been messed up ever since. That's awesome. Um, I always say that the uh, the the horror got me through the pandemic. Yeah, uh, mm. yeah, it really did. Um, so I went from being a horror fan to a horror obsessive over the pandemic. Uh, that's re- that's really how I feel. Like I, uh, yeah, I, it tuned everything out for me. Um, yeah, so. there's something there's something really cathartic about it, and there's something about how we, when we watch movies, our mirror neurons fire off and we're feeling what the characters are feeling and we're in danger, but it's in a safe way, similar to you know, a roller coaster or something like that. Like we're experiencing danger, but in a way that we at the same time know is safe. And, and I think there's something really therapeutic about that. This makes so much sense. I wasn't aware that I was walking into a therapy session, but this is like the first time like I'm hearing this concept, which is so great. It super explains why I still keep doing my podcast as like a giant scaredy cat. And like I still keep having yeah, people like, tell me scary stories. Yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. I love that that is clicking for you. I'm like, <laughs> your face is Antonette <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, just realized so her own sense. podcast has been her yeah. own form of therapy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you said that um, you said that uh, you saw a lot of films when you were way too young. Do you remember any of, the, any of those mm. horror films? Which ones stand out? Uh, I feel like I definitely saw The Ring much younger than I should have. I, mm. I definitely, do you remember that movie? I don't even know if it was a very good movie because I haven't seen it since then. But I, I have a vivid memory of lying on the couch and watching Dark Water. That like Jennifer oh, Connelly yeah. one. Yeah. Oh yeah, the yeah, the Walter Salas. The, the remake. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So yeah, the remake. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, because it's a remake of a Japanese movie. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah, so, the same director. Same with of, the uh, ring. ring. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Remake of, of Ringu, which is so much scarier and would have messed me up <laughs> even more. Um, I mean, my my favorite one from back in the day is John Carpenter's The Thing. That's like one yeah. of my favorite horror movies, period. That's that's my all time favorite horror film. It's so good. There's so good. nothing like it. Mm. <laughs> Super cool. So, so, so you already mentioned two, uh, two Asian horror films, or or at least like a remake of of. Asian. Have you seen any? Uh, are you familiar with with any of the uh, any other uh, Asian horror? I know. I know. It's, it's it's that's a difficult question, of course. Um, no, no. I mean, first, yeah. there's so much iconic Asian horror. One of my favorites that I saw that I watched uh, early in the pandemic was um, uh, I, I want to say it's Korean Gonjiam Haunted Asylum. Oh, Haunted Asylum. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Is that Korean? Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Really that good. was like on because I had seen Grave Encounters, which isn't a remake, but is kind of in the same. Mm. Feels yes. inspired by it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, it threw me That's through a good one. Yeah, it was excellent. Very nice. I, I remember talking with when I was on. Oh, I'm so sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. Please, please, please continue. I was just going to say. I remember talking with um, when I was working on the Bye Bye Man. I was talking with one of the producers with Intrepid Pictures, and I remember they were talking about distribution, and it was fascinating because they were talking about how. Uh, different, like the different types of horror that are popular in different Asian communities, how like Japanese horror is very like creature based and there's like like a supernatural element, but that Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff doesn't fly. Like if you're selling to China, like it was all very, very interesting. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. Why is in China out of curiosity? I remember it was, uh, I'm trying to remember what he said. I can't remember. I remember being like, (laughs) What'd you say? Communism. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Horror, <laughs> horror movies about capitalism, aka America. The horror movie that we live just being here. It's super fun. <laughs> Not uh, in America, but can relate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Capitalism's touched everybody in some way. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what he said, but it was it was fascinating, like the different types of of like subgenres, because I think a lot of people outside the horror community don't realize how many mm-hmm. subgenres right. of horror there are. Uh, so, talking about genres of horror, what's what's your what's your favorite? My favorite subgenre? Yeah, that's tough. That is really I, tough. I don't really, yeah. yeah, I don't know that I would pick just one. Mm-hmm. But what are you? My cat is trying to bury her food. That's what that sound is. <laughs> right. The floor is wood, so that's not going to go well for her. <laughs> um, I 
I mean, there's a lot of body horror that's really well done. Okay. There's um, psychological horror when it's done well. I love, I know that it's now been kind of done to death, excuse the pun, but when found footage, <laughs> like, like Gonjiam and like, Grave Encounters. I mean, the original Blair Witch is another one that I saw as a kid mm. that I should not have seen as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when found footage is done well, it's it's that's excellent, really good. Yeah, so I, I think it's um there aren't really any that I'm any subgenres that I'm opposed to. I think it's just when mm. they're done well, you know, mm-hmm. mm. and when it's not just a gimmick. Yeah. So um, uh, I, I'm I'm kind of leading. I have a I have a flow that I'm leading into. So. Um, oh yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> so from older genres, how about most recent ones? Um, any anything that's has stood up for you recently? Yeah. Um. I mean, one of my favorite contemporary ones would be It Follows. I mm. absolutely love It Follows. I think they do an excellent job of building tension without mm. without jump scares, which I don't love. And it's very like just the the color and the music and the sound and everything is is so cohesive. That that's one of my favorite ones. Um, uh, the witch I loved. Oh, I love the witch. Mm. The witch was great. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, really, really good. Um, oh man, I usually have like a list that I reference because I feel like I've seen so many. Mm. Uh huh. But can I pull it up? Is that cheating? Yeah, yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so curious. And because. You know, there's just there's so much good, especially now. Oh my gosh! Okay, the uh, the platform, the Spanish movie. Oh that yeah, that's so uh, good. Yeah, yeah. It, that thing messed me up. Mm. <laughs> I've not been okay. Speaking of capitalism, that was yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that was great. Um, let me see. Oh, I mean. I guess this is kind of horror, kind of sci-fi, but Alien. That's that's an older one though. But I meant <laughs> that one earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Martyrs was made recently. Uh, now that, now the talking French- about movies that fucked me up. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Martyrs fucked yeah. me sideways. I I could never watch it again. But it was so never, good. <laughs> never again, never again. <laughs> Once was more than enough. Yeah, the French Martyrs. Um, oh, Raw, the which I think was also mm. French. Beautiful. If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I mean, the Babadook, obviously. Yes. Mm, Shout out Love. to Australia. So good. <laughs> um, uh, Get Out, I really loved. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Jordan Peele. I'm really excited to see what else he does in his career. You know. Cool. They- it's a long list. Stop me anytime. I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy that you actually are a horror fan. Um, like- of course. Man, these titles that you're throwing out, these aren't like, you know, you're you're doing the deep cuts when you're talking about mar- martyrs and and you know, uh, grave encounters, and so I I I that's so cool. Um, um, Thank you. So, so no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> now that uh, those are your recent films, this is my my quick segue. Now that we're in the sure. in in the uh, talking about recent films, uh, your recent film is out right now, which is Renfield. Uh, Renfield. Very smooth. Very smooth, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a comedy horror film directed and produced by Chris McKay. This is this is what's really cool. I don't know if you know this Ramon. Oh, of course you know this Ramon. It's based on a story by by the Walking Dead creator Robert Kirkman, who also yep. served as producer. Uh, of course, Ramon would know that. Why they- well, I only found out when I saw the credits. I didn't know mm. going in. I was yeah, just yeah. curious because it was, um, if I'm not mistaken, the second uh, live action feature from Chris McKay. Because mm-hmm. I remember he was the director of the Lego Batman movie. Which is one did. of the best Batman movies, by the way. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's up there. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why it's, it's, so uh, it's, it's too bad they didn't get to making a sequel because it, yeah, I think they got the character really well. But, I think they yeah, are I mean, making a sequel. Oh, for Lego Batman? Oh, that's great. Yeah, uh, according to IMDb. So hopefully that happens. Oh, okay. Oh, good, good. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and he did uh, Tomorrow War for Prime Video, and then now Renfield with Skybound. And could you talk us through like the process of of getting that gig? Sure. Yeah, I auditioned. I originally auditioned for a role that actually got cut from the film, and I think mm-hmm. I must have auditioned for Renfield some, something like six times, like a bunch of times. Uh, that's which is just sometimes how it goes. Uh, and then I auditioned for, so the, the role of Carol 
that I that I end up playing in the movie is was originally written as a male character and they they changed it when they cast me which I think is really fun and I auditioned for so I auditioned for this other role and then I auditioned for the the male version of Carol I think twice and then I had two callbacks over Zoom with Chris McKay and when they had all of us audition they sometimes will specify you know send two takes and so I sent one take that was very much what was on the page. And then in the second take, I think I just went balls to the wall and I just like, it was improving and saying all sorts of crazy shit and uh, <laughs> just having a lot of fun. And so then when I got to the callback with Chris McKay, he's, he's amazing. He's so much fun to work with and he creates a really, um, a really lovely environment and a really safe environment to play. And it was very encouraging of improv, both in the callback and also on set. And so some of the lines that are in the film are improv, which is which was cool to see. Oh, my cat's mm-hmm. back. <laughs> I I must say I must say um, the the role of Carol I, I, is so funny. Um, your your, your you. recurring bit of always getting interrupted it, it cracked me up so much. I really enjoyed <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's some of the biggest laughs I think in the, yeah, the, in the entire movie. Think, yeah, amazing. Oh, that's so wonderful to hear. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, so uh, Ryan Ridley wrote the script, and uh, and he he was also on set, and he was very he was great too about you know like bouncing stuff off of each other and trying different different lines and doing different takes of different things and throwing out ideas and uh, yeah, it was it was all just it was a really really good team. Right. It looked and like a really fun shoot too, mm-hmm. uh, especially that um, that uh, the support group. Oh yeah, the personalities. Yeah. And you're working with uh, Brandon Scott Jones, who's yes. also got a good improv background. So, must oh have been yeah, nice to really, yeah, he's so funny. He's he's hilarious, and he's such a sweetheart. And uh, you know, that whole group was full of like just really talented folks, and it was it was a blast. And then obviously you have Nick Holt and Nick Cage, who are both unbelievably talented. And it's so much fun to watch them work because they're it's it's just a master class, like the way that they work. And um Nick Holt is a really generous actor. He he's always very present and he'll be there even when he's not on camera to read opposite you, which is very rare for someone that big. And ah, he's just very nice. sweet and genuine and authentic. Yeah. And then Nick Cage is wild to watch him work because he just he tries something different every time. Uh, oh, you know, really? Yeah, every time it's like something completely different. I'm really excited to see when they release the the Blu-ray of the deleted scenes and stuff. Because mm-hmm. there's a, a shot that didn't make it into the final film when Nick Cage first comes into the support group. And I'm standing right there next to him. And we must have shot 15 different versions of him smelling me. <laughs> <laughs> So there are versions where he like takes a bunch of little tiny sniffs like a dog. There are versions where he takes one big giant sniff. There are versions where he like gets really close to my face and then like barks yeah. at me. Like it was just <laughs> chaos. It was, it's wild to watch him work. He just goes for it and he's not, he's so fearless. It's very fun to watch. Oh, it's, it must have been so intimidating. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was very intimidating. How was it? How was it? What was the vibe on the set? Whenever I you mean, guys were together, yeah, I mean, the, it's it's he's he's very nice. So it's not like the intimidation comes from just having you know seen his work and re- really mm. respecting him for a long time. Yeah. Um, but he, everyone was really like everybody on the set was was lovely to work with and was just it was just a really good solid vibe. I mean, my first the first time I met him was at the table read. And they sat me next to him. So I'm immediately, yeah, I'm immediately shitting myself because I'm like, here we go. (laughs) Um, And a friend of mine, Keith Brooks, who's hilarious in the movie, he plays one of the ska guys at the beginning who just gets messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) He he was talking to me about, I don't know how he knew this. He just just knows everything about everybody. It's amazing. Uh, And he was asking me about, because I've taught this, the cat in my lap, I've taught her to, to do tricks. And he was asking about that. He was like, oh, yeah, I've heard your cat can do tricks. What can she do? And I said, oh, you know, she can high five and she can like spin a little circle and jump in the air. And I didn't even realize that Nick Cage was listening. But all of a sudden I heard someone go, oh, well, that's really impressive. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that that was, was a good expression. That was very good Thank person. you so much. 
you impressed him already. Day I one, was, day and one. That, yeah. I was like, I can just die now. That's enough. <laughs> That's all I need from this life. <laughs> I what I'm like really uh, curious about is um, so so you have the big budget. Well, big budget um, Renfield, but you came from you know the indie indie. A slasher terrified. How, how, what, what was the big difference making that transition? Of course, you did the bye bye man in between, but like, you yeah. know, it's still, it's like, night and day. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I feel very fortunate in that I've been able to continue to go back and forth. Um, you know, the beginning of my career was all indies, but mm-hmm. in more recent years, I've, I'm very grateful to, you know, go from an indie project to a big budget project back to an indie. So funnily enough, Terrifier, we I wrapped on Terrifier and then 24 hours later started on the Bye Bye Man. Uh, so Terrifier, no, was, no you know, way. yeah, which is which is was a very strange experience because Terrifier is, you know, was maybe what 70k, 100k a budget. Bye Bye Man was maybe something under 10 million, somewhere in that range. And then Renfield is like 65 million. And it's it's interesting to watch, and I feel like I learn a lot, especially from a from a performance standpoint, but also from a directing standpoint about the way different ways that things are are done when you have an army of people and everyone is very very specialized versus when you have just a small tight team of everyone doing everything. And sure. uh, and I love both. There are, there are definitely pros and cons to both. You know, mm-hmm. on an indie film, you have a lot less freedom, and that you have less time, fewer resources. But at the same time, you generally have more creative freedom because mm. there isn't as much oversight and there aren't as many cooks in the kitchen. So it's, you know, both have their have their pros. And I do think that they they need each other, but they're definitely different experiences. Well well jumping from 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 that, now uh, now um how about how about when when you're actually behind the behind behind the camera? How how does that work for you? Because um, because you have uh, quite an extensive uh, resume behind the camera as well. Which do you prefer? Thanks. I I love it all. I like jumping around. I I really don't want to have to choose. <laughs> I want to mm-hmm. be one of those people that continues to to not choose what side of the camera I want to be on for a really mm-hmm. long time. Uh, I I think that the more I do either one, it makes me better at the other. You know, I think the mm-hmm. more I, right. more I direct, I think it makes me a better actor. The more I act, I think it makes me a better director because I'm paying attention to how I'm being directed by different people and what works, what doesn't, you know, what, what are helpful notes. Um, yeah, I really love both. And it really depends on the project. There are some where I really just love the character and I want to be able to focus on what their world is. And then there are some projects where I want to be in control of the vision and I want to, you know, be kind of the leading voice on um, the perspective from the story that's being, for the story that's being told. So it just it just depends. And I just finished a project where for the first time I did both at the same time, a short film. Oh, nice. Yeah, which was because uh, I've done a lot uh, on either side, but this is my first time doing both at the same time. It's a, an action comedy short film that uh, I'm excited for you guys to see. That'll be a lot of fun. Is this this is this faceless after dark or no? No, the, again, you're so well researched. It's amazing. This is a it's a short <laughs> film called Spray Bottle that we're still in post production on. Faceless After Dark, I did write and star in, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't write that one. Yeah. Um, is any word on that? On Faceless. For, for those of you who don't know, uh, why I know this is because it's it's kind of a meta film. Um, it is. So obviously, it, obviously, Terrifier is is a. Uh, is uh, a clown chasing a woman, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, and uh, this this film, uh, Faces After Dark, is about an actress uh, uh, who starred in a movie where a clown chases a yeah, uh, you know, a, a helpless. <laughs> it's very woman. very meta. It's yeah. super. It's super meta. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and uh, it's a uh, yeah. It's 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 about an like an actor who gets followed, stalked by someone who's a fan of a clown movie that, that she's in. Um, uh. Yeah. And then, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I just dropped something. Sorry. I don't want to give too much away, but uh, I, it's a lot of fun and it definitely ends up having um, a twist that I don't think most people Fantastic. will be expecting. Um, I, I know that they're still on 
they're still in post-production on that one. Uh-huh. I'm hoping that comes out later this year or early next year, because I, I really think that people will, will get a kick out of that. And uh-huh. uh, we did get um, Damien Leone, who's the director of Terrifier. We got his blessing, so don't worry. Because we oh, do make fantastic. we do poke at Terrifier in the movie, and I, <laughs> yeah. I it's fun, and I think a lot of people who like Terrifier will enjoy it because even though it's a very different type of film, mm-hmm. it's more of like a thriller, almost a dark comedy. Um, but I, I think that a lot of people will enjoy it because there are a lot of like nods to Terrifier and the world that surround it in real life. So I, sure. I hope people like it. It's it's really it's a really interesting premise. I saw the teaser. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see it. Uh, yeah, can't wait to see that. Thank you. I'm and so excited the, to hear that it's coming out soon. The 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 actress who plays Dawn is in it as well. Is she yep. the lead? No, no, she has a little cameo in it. Oh, okay. My friend Katie, <laughs> Catherine Corcoran. Yeah, no, she. I mean, we we had to. We even filmed right. some stuff at a convention that we were doing together. We like guorilla style filmed the two of us at oh nice oh nice yeah and fit it in oh that's so cool yeah 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 so she's she she makes a cameo in it there are a couple other like yeah uh i'm I'm glad you guys are excited i'll poke i'll tell the director to hurry up because people are yes that's great because i like i did a little google and i'm like hey it's dawn yeah (laughs) yeah she looks very close (laughs) <laughs> that's all. Well, since we've, we've already started, let's let's jump into Terrifier, if, if that's cool. <sighs> well, let's oh, segue. Can I, can I ask something about um, Spray Bottle, though? <laughs> please, yeah. Please, uh, go ahead. Uh, just uh, because you mentioned that it was the first time that you're directing and acting in the same thing, as opposed yeah. to being on one side. Uh, so mm-hmm. how how is that transition? And, and what does Jenna, the director, think of Jenna, the actress? <laughs> uh, she's on, oh. I hate working with her. She's awful. <laughs> 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 Uh, no, it was a lot of fun. It was it was a lot of fun, but it was very challenging. It was mm. it was the sort of thing that I had purposefully put off for a long time because I've mm-hmm. I've acted in, in a number of indie films where the director was also the lead actor, and one of those experiences was really good, but a couple of them were not as enjoyable. Uh-huh. And I and so I was always afraid of doing that myself. And in hindsight, I realized that it's because. A a lot of people will go and try to do both before they've done a whole lot of either one. So yeah. like I will say that you know, before I did that, I wouldn't recommend to anybody that they just start doing that. I mean, I, I had, like like you pointed out, I had been uh, directing and acting for years and I also used to assistant direct for years. And so I know how schedules are made and how they're maintained and kept. And I've done some producing. And so I definitely felt like I had a, an idea of the whole picture of how, you know, the right. train and and how to uh, organize it, and it just required uh, a way more pre-production than than I ordinarily do, just to make sure that and lots of communication, and obviously hiring a, a team that you really trust. And I wouldn't have been able to do it at all without the people that I surrounded myself with, who I was able to to trust when I needed to put on one hat or the other. Mm-hmm. But I originally was uh, I was pushed to do it by. Jason Reitman, who is one of our executive producers on Spray Bottle, who made mm-hmm. Juno and you know yeah. the new Ghostbusters and and a lot of other very incredible projects. Um, I worked with him on a movie called The Front Runner, which is a political drama right, starring with Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So that came out uh, a number of years ago, and he and I have kept in touch. And we met at Tribeca when I was there for another film. And uh, and he was the one who said, you know, you have all of this stunt experience and all this action acting experience. I think you should use that and write something for yourself. And I expressed to him, you know, but I've been purposefully trying not to do both at the same time. And he said, cool, cool, get over it. And I said, yes. <laughs> nice. And the story for Spray Bottle, was it something you had in your pocket for a while or something more fresh? Uh it was the sort of thing where I had it in my pocket, but I didn't realize it was there. You know what I mean? Where, you know, and they say that, and I don't know if any of you also are writers. I'm sure that you're all, you all seem very creative. So I'm sure you do um, have other outlets. Oh, I see someone raising their fingers. Both of them are. Oh, oh, both of you are pointing at that. No, I, I, I dabble. Ramon is the writer. He's, oh, cool. he's, he's written uh, a few I'm a dabbler films too. here. Yeah. That's all. We all dabble. Dabbling yeah, yeah. is the gateway drug. Yeah. Yeah. I so originally I was just thinking about when he pushed me to specifically write an action film. I kind of was. I started thinking of you know I watched a ton of action movies, 
And there are so many of them and there are a lot of great ones and there are a lot of just horrible ones. <laughs> and I was trying to see what doesn't exist in the genre. That's kind of what I'll, what I'll try to do sometimes with ideas of what, what do I feel like when I'm watching these movies is missing. I didn't really see, there aren't a lot of uh, action movies that, there are, there are now a lot that do star women, but typically they're very sexualized. They're always mm. you know, avenging a rapist or avenging a lover or, or saving their child and their whole mm. character is just being a mother. Um, and so I was thinking about, you know, what situation would I be thrown into that would make me want to kick ass? Uh, that's, that's pretty much was the, was the prompt in my mind. Nice. And, my little brother, who, as you mentioned, I, uh, the first film I ever directed was called Bumblebees, and uh, he's the lead in that. And that's the film that I did a TEDx talk about, which is really about his story. And he's autistic and has a total of eight um, neurological disorders. And he's come a really, really long way. But um, which you can, you know, you can hear more about his story in, in that talk. But um, Eventually, I'm going to be his guardian, and I have a lot of, um, you know, uh, fears about wanting to be enough and wanting right. to make sure I can really take care of him because I love him very much, but also take care of myself, which some days is harder than others. And right. and uh, and I was, yeah, thinking about what circumstance would I be in with the two of us. And so it's kind of, it's a fictionalized version of that where it's, I've already become his caregiver and, um, and, you know, in the movie, we don't get along as well as we do in real life because you got to have an arc, you got to have somewhere to go. And, uh, and I'm, my character is more of a mess than I am in real life, I'd like to think. And uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it's about our worst day together. Yeah, can, is it, can we find it anywhere online? We're not done with it yet, so I hope not. <laughs> I think he means eventually. Like, yeah. Oh, eventually, of course. Yeah, yeah. We're so we're in post production right now. We are just about to start sound design, and I'm really hoping that it will be in in festivals um, next year. Nice. Or, yeah. So hopefully, along with Faceless After Dark, we're trying. You know, I'm, I'm I try to have lots of irons in the fire, so we'll <laughs> hopefully have lots for for you to see soon. Exciting. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, you've got a lot on your plate coming up. I do. Um, <laughs> yes. But, oh, but, I did want to mention earlier, because yeah. we were talking about action stuff and about Renfield before we moved on, I wanted to mention that uh, also on the Blu-ray, whenever that comes out in the deleted scenes, I did do stunts in Renfield. And oh, okay, they okay. did not make this cut, but hopefully they'll sure. be in a deleted scene because they were they were a lot of fun. And Chris Brewster, the stunt coordinator, was, you know, made all the action just a blast. So... Nice. Were, were were your were your stunts on on this film related to to uh, how you were killed on screen on screen? Uh, I only say room. that. Yeah, I only say that because yes, I'm going to lead into Chris. my next question, which yes. is which is yes. <laughs> so Terrifier, the Bye Bye Man, and Renfield. <laughs> you get viciously murdered in all three. Is there, <laughs> there's 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 to be yeah. <laughs> like. Is this like, uh, you know, is this on your resume? Like, you know, is is great at getting killed? Is, is that yeah. something that you put on your resume? Or? Move aside, Sean Bean. <laughs> oh my gosh, to be in the same category as Sean Bean, the dream. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I always die. I don't. There's something about me that people just want. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's, that's it's, not a spoiler for Faceless After Dark. It is not. No, which I guess is. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be determined. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You want to see Jenna live. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, I don't know why it happens so often. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't count in Renfield because because you know yeah. you, you come back to life. Spoiler. Right. Alert. Right. 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 Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alerts abound. Yeah. I know. And my my. My mom got all excited when I was in Front Runner, the the Hugh Jackman, the Jason mm -hmm. Reitman political movie, because I played a real life person named Jenny Trezano, and she is still alive. So my mom was. She is not take care of fire. Oh, I was yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. she's not allowed. Yeah, you probably yeah you you probably wouldn't want to subject your mom to terrifier. Well, since we're there, and again, for for the listeners, again, sorry. Spoilers, spoilers will be everywhere. 
um, here <laughs> because uh, because one of one of the most unique things I feel about Terrifier is a is a, it subverts the 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 final girl trope because when we see you yeah. and your character mm. immediately your mind is like final girl that's the one and, and it doesn't happen and mm-hmm. it, it's in such a shocking way too so so yeah so that was such a I think you know. For me, that, like that, that really kind of woke me up. And I was like, oh, wow, this movie is something different. Like, this isn't, yeah, you know, this, this is something different. And I think, uh, yeah, how did, how did you feel coming into that, getting that part and, and, you know, um, just the whole experience of, of, of Tara? Yeah. I mean, I, I love her. I love that she's a badass. I love that she doesn't give up. I love that she doesn't let her friends drive drunk. Very important. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I think there's something to be said for the fact that she was about to beat him. And the only reason mm, he cheated, he cheats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I there's That's I something to be said about the fact. Yeah, exactly. That he has yeah. to cheat in order to, to one up her. Yeah. He suddenly drew the gun because he was mm-hmm. losing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was, well, now that you, Ramon brought up Game of Thrones, and I, w- I wanted to say actually that this kind of reminded me of this experience that I had with Game of Thrones, where after Sean Bean dies, you feel super frustrated and you're like, well, I'm not going to invest in this movie and, and anyone in this movie anywhere. And that's exactly how I felt right. after your character died. Because I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to invest in anyone anymore. Anyone's fair game. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's fair yeah, game. Yeah, on your feet. Yeah, it's exactly like you were saying. It's it suddenly it wakes you up because suddenly you you realize that anything could happen. Mm. That the rules are out the window. Mm. Yeah, and and particularly the gun scene. So um, I'd watched it the day that we were that we were going to talk to you. So I was like very <laughs> like brewing with questions and concerns. <laughs> and so the gun scene, we I yeah. laughed so loud. I saw it with my husband PV, and he's actually seen it three times. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's a big fan. So he Amazing. was actually watching me watch it. So <laughs> when he when when Art the Clown pulled out the gun, I was like, you had the gun this whole time and you had to go through all of that with everyone else? Yeah. Ugh, what's going because on? Because he cheated. Yeah. 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 It's almost like he the whole time it's just a game. It, this is my interpretation. These are not, you know, signed off on. But sure. to me it feels like the whole time he's art is playing this game and he's having a good time as long as he's in control and he's right. making everyone else feel right. uncomfortable. And he's, you know, loves the the look on people's faces when he's fucking with them. And then the moment he's not winning the game anymore, he's no longer having fun, which mm-hmm. I think we all know people like that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, so, um, our, our, one of the one of the things in the, in this podcast is we make our 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 uh, scaredy cat friend um, um, give us a quick synopsis to prove that he uh, he actually watched the film and didn't just uh-huh. repeat. So I'm going to do the same thing to Antoinette. Antoinette, I knew it. Can I you knew give it. us a very quick <laughs> synopsis of Terrifier? A very quick synopsis, huh? Yes, to to see if you actually watched it. Oh, I watched it. You know. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know if you remember my texts to you after. I do remember. (laughs) I do remember. (laughs) Um, But, uh, okay, so I'm guessing, if I remember correctly, it was Halloween. Uh, Two young ladies are out on the town having a lovely time, heading out um, to go home. Um, Tara and Dawn. Dawn is a little bit tipsy. Mm -hmm. Tara very wisely does not allow her to drive drunk. However, they find a clown being all creepy in an alleyway and like um, Tara very righteously goes, danger, danger. But, you know, Donna's like, hey, sexy clown, what's up? Um, (laughs) And hijinks ensue. Eventually they get roped into a building and murder clown goes crazy. Oh, and there's a crazy lady in a basement. Mm-hmm. Looking for a baby. Looking for a baby. I, I wish I could hear you sum up every movie. That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how would you rate that, uh, Jenna? That, that's 10 out of 10. 10 <laughs> out of 10. There you go. No no. The star no of Terrifier. No no. Very accurate. Very accurate. <laughs> I was particularly I, sad I about... <laughs> yeah. 
I was particularly sad about the two guys in the pizzeria. Because, like, <laughs> they seem really nice working. and concerned about, you know, no. the young ladies. But, no. 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 Aren't, no. like, screwed up their bathroom. Which was amazing <laughs> how fast he did that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. No one is safe. <laughs> no yeah, so so Terrifier, you know, it, it came on the scene, it just exploded, uh, became a huge cult favorite. Um, you know, it was it was it was fun, crowdfunded, and Indiegogo gave us a a, a sequel. Now it's it's gonna get a third movie, obviously. Um, how was that for you, like as being there at the beginning, you know, and just watching everything kind of just explode? Because I mean, the the support, the indie horror support, I'm sure you must be, you know huge at conventions. I, I I have seen a few photos of you going to conventions. I, I assume, assume um, you know, uh, that. So how has that been for you, that whole experience from, from you know, reading the script to suddenly, you know, people li are lining up, you know, to get your autograph because, you know, you're, you're now a horror icon, basically. <laughs> Thank you. That's very sweet. It's really, it's humbling. It's, it's, uh, it means a lot to me because like we were talking about, horror has been, a, a safe space for me for a long time. And I, and I know that it is that way for a lot of other people too. And I absolutely never thought that this would happen, <laughs> you know, cause I've done so many indie movies and you never know whether anyone is going to see any of them because mm -hmm. it's such a gamble. And this was not the one that I thought was going to be the one that followed Break me the rest out. of my life. <laughs> 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 and, you know, and I remember, reading the scripts because so originally Damien, uh, I don't, we can't remember how we met, <laughs> but we, we somehow got in touch. I auditioned for a different movie of his. So he has the short film he made forever ago. The terrifier was a short film, as I'm sure you guys know. And then he had a short film called the ninth circle. He was trying to make a feature version of the ninth circle. So I auditioned for that. And my god awful audition tape is unfortunately on the Terrifier DVD. There's a piece of it that you can. <laughs> I'm a much better actor now, I promise. But uh, I, I read for that, and he reached out and said, "You know, you're great. I want to work with you. I know I want to work with you, but that feature is not happening. But this other one is. Would you want to do this?" And I read the Terrifier scripts, and it, it. I was like, "This is fucked up. Something's wrong with you. Let's do it." And. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, and, and I can say that because he's in real life, he is a lovely human being. Mm. But we, we, yeah, we filmed it. And it's funny because, and I'm sure that you already know some of this, but we filmed it in, yeah, 2015. It came out in, I think, like you said, 2016, but no one really saw it. Well, some people saw it. It kind of had a slow burn. Mm -hmm. It yeah. didn't really pop off until it was on Netflix, mm -hmm. which I think was, I don't know, maybe 20. 18 or 2017 yeah, or something, something like that. Right. And then it's and then all of a sudden people were really watching it and then with the second one the first one got this whole resurgence and um and and it, mm -hmm. yeah it popped off even before the second one came out um just somehow I don't know why I don't know what it was about the collective unconscious unconscious that like latched onto this but uh yeah, it was very, very strange. And it, it's it's definitely a different experience for us than it was for the people involved in the sequel. Because with the people that were in the sequel, they, you know, they knew people are going to watch this movie. This is an established yeah. franchise. I, I have fans before I've even made the movie. Whereas yeah. with us, we didn't know if anyone was ever going to see this thing. You know, mm -hmm. we were just doing it for the love of the game. <laughs> and, you know, we we had no idea what was going to happen. And it's very, very cool to see uh, how meaningful it is to so many people. And and that, like we were talking about earlier, that I when I do conventions, I didn't fully understand the convention world before I was a part of it. And I had a lot of preconceived notions about it and a lot of assumptions. But then once I did it, I I realized that a lot of people, particularly people who feel in one way or another marginalized, find a strong sense of community in horror and at conventions. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, it's really beautiful, and it's not what I was expecting. But I'm. It, it means a lot to me that so many people are, because the horror community, like you said, is really, really loyal and really supportive. Really loyal, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and just you know, balls so hard for the stuff that we love, and it's it's really really cool. That's amazing. Um, what's so funny? Well, no, not funny. I'm I'm trying to connect the dots because you said you auditioned. I didn't know that you auditioned for for uh, the Ninth Circle. 
Because that that role, am, am I correct? That role actually became the 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 basis for Terrifier Two. Yeah. Is well, it, actually, yeah. I'm not sure about that. Uh, um, well, so I did audition for like the a, Night a, short. Oh, okay. Oh, I auditioned okay. for the feature, which didn't actually, which never uh, got made. Uh, got, oh, okay, okay. So, because I'm yeah. reading up on it, because I read this the other day, um, the Ninth Circle. It was based on an angel dressed. Woman, a woman dressed as an angel, um, and 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 uh, that's basically that basically became um, the basis for Terrifier Two. So that would have been like really cool if you. If, I had forgotten about that. That's like a, like a almost like full circle kind of thing. Like that's incredible. But that's anyway. very funny. Yeah, I had completely yeah. forgotten. Yeah, no, he had already made the short film, and I auditioned for the feature version. And then oh, it got it. But got I, it. that's okay, not surprising. Okay. I'm sure that there is. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that there are elements Honestly. he used. Um, yeah. You know, because like my my original death in Terrifier in the script was different than what ended up in the movie, but oh, he's, but yeah, but similarly he said, you know, oh, I'm probably going to use that in some other, like I'm going to hold that and use that in a different movie. So it's oh, okay, you know. I was I about to ask what it was supposed to be. I, I asked him if I was allowed to talk about it, and he told me not to because he's probably yeah. going to put it something else. Yeah, it might yeah, make yeah, be yeah. a number three, and then I'll come back and I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you. I'll be like we'll that was the send one. You, we'll send that was you a message. One. <laughs> was it this one? Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, yep. Jenna, I actually found a tweet of yours. Um, eight years ago, uh -oh. I met Damien Leone for the first time in a creepy building on an island to make a head cast for the dead version of the terror character. It's been on brand yes. ever since. And he, like, retweeted a photo from eight years ago. Oh, me, he did? Like, um, no, you did, I think. I oh, think I did, it. yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, a building He did retweet arrows. that, though. He did. Oh, he did? Okay. Of you saying, I'm yeah, going to die in this building or something. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that was the first time we met in person. Oh, really? Your death yeah. scene was the first? Oh, no, making the cast. Oh, okay, okay. Making the, yeah, making the head cast was the first time we met in person, wow. which is a trust exercise. I don't know if you... Yeah. If, <laughs> yeah. You guys sure. probably know how that goes, but for anyone listening, it's, you know, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep, you're doing the little, the symbol for the straw. The nosing, nosing yeah. stuff. Yep. So your whole it's like you get your whole head paper macheted and you basically can only breathe out of your mouth, but you can't move your mouth. So your mouth is slowly filling up with your own spit and you're basically waterboarding mm. yourself. You can't see anything, you can barely breathe. It's horrifying. I don't recommend right. doing it if you're claustrophobic. But that's why, you know, when I get shot. Because the first the first number of gunshots are in fact me and he did prosthetics on my face and ran tubes underneath them and then was literally uh. an indie film damien's on the other end of the tube just blowing into it to make blood <laughs> oh shit <laughs> but for once i'm actually already dead then that's when the head cast comes in and that's how it looks so much like me because it's a, a mold of my every pore <laughs> nice <laughs> Um, nice. Can I ask about like your interest and your involvement? I mean, as a stunt performer, how did that interest come about? Uh, is stunts in general? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So I I've always done not always, but since, since childhood I've done martial arts. Uh, mm. My dad uh, my dad put me in in um, uh, hoshindo, which is a, a Korean form of martial art. When I was a kid. And I mean, I think some of it was so he'd feel better about me leaving the house. Uh, I'm sure that some of it was also for my <laughs> anger issues. But I did that for a long time as a kid. Uh, I did a little bit of Taekwondo. And then uh, as an adult, and, and even now, I train in Krav Maga, which is, um, uh, fr originates in the Middle East. And um, I didn't realize that, I didn't realize what stunts were, basically that someone pointed out because i thought stunts were you know you're on fire and you're jumping out a hundred stories mm. out of building i didn't realize that stunts were running or holding a weapon or you know just taking a hit or falling and someone pointed out to me you know stunts are, you're already doing stunts when you mm. train in martial arts and so basically i just uh rebranded myself as somebody mm. who did 
my own stunts because a lot of them tend to be fighting anyway, though sometimes it's wire work or being in mm. the water or, or things like that. Uh, and then I did some stunt specific training. I went to some boot camps and things like that just to learn how to make what I knew uh, work for camera sort of thing. Nice. Uh, yeah. And I've been doing my own stunts ever since. And now I've done all sorts of crazy shit. <laughs> Amazing. Like direct writer, director, stunt woman, everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. No wonder why, you're so right. busy. That, that's Thanks. why I use the, the big word, multi-hyphenate. I, that I, is a big fancy word. It's a, very, it's a big fancy word, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very, I, I'm very curious about this. Um, how's it working with, uh, with, um, with, with David? David with, Howard with Thornton? David Howard Thornton, sorry. Right. I, have to, I have to say all clown? three names. Yes. All right, the clown. How does it work? Because I follow him on Instagram, and he seems like he's so like nice and yeah, <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. How is it working cute. with him in person? And, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because people ask me if he scare if he's scary, you know, yeah. when he's in costume, and when he's in character, it's creepy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then the moment he starts talking, he's not scary at all <laughs> because he's such a goofball. Why? Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's really sweet. I'm still I'm still close to uh, you know, a lot of the the original Terrifier fam. And it's fun oh, to run into them nice. at conventions. Yeah, it's nice to it's nice to run into them and see those guys. Uh-huh. Actually, it was like pretty apparent like watching the movie. Like while I had some questions on some of the gore. Um, <laughs> But it, it was pretty apparent that everybody working on it was really passionate about it. So I, yeah. to your point earlier about how, you know, when you guys were making the first movie, you didn't know if anybody was going to watch it. And yeah. it, it kind of felt like everybody was really into it and like um, just like doing their best and everything. And like while the scenes, some of the scenes were like, in, like insanely gory, especially with your dear friend, Dawn. Yes. Um, <laughs> Poor baby. I was like, Yeah. But I'm like, this is actually incredibly well done, aside from the fact she just got sawed in half. So, you know, like the passion, like people, it, it really seemed like a movie that passion, like people, everyone who was like passionate about it was working on it. So like, I'm really excited about like how, how you guys are going to like show up in Terrifier too, actually. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't, <laughs> as, you, <laughs> as you know, from what happened to me in the first one, but yeah. There has been a supernatural element introduced, yes. obviously, yeah. and uh, with the end of the first one and the beginning of the second, and and a lot of stuff in the second. There's a lot of uh, su- suddenly like fantasy things and mm-hmm. and and supernatural elements, and so uh, you know, and and Damien gets Damien and I both get a lot of complaints about my death. <laughs> and, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, all the time, and which is very which is, it means a lot to me because you know if you. Because we were, we were all like as an audience, we were so invested in you. That's why. Yeah. No, that means exactly a lot. It. Yeah. That means a lot. That means that I've that I've done my job. That's that makes me mm-hmm. so happy to hear. And so, you know, there's always a chance that at some point, sometime in the franchise, maybe you'll see me again. We'll see. Oh <laughs> man, that we'll would see. be incredible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really hoping. So Speaking much. of like the acting and doing your job, so we, like we like we said, we were like super invested in you, and I was also super annoyed at Don. But then I realized, like, <laughs> oh, I guess she's like doing her job she's, really well. She's a great actress, then. If you were like <laughs> <Yeah>. really annoyed, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she's very good in real life. She's incredibly intelligent. It's hilarious to me that she gets cast as as you know characters <laughs> like that because she's very thoughtful and very kind and very very intelligent in real life. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm sure like she's super wonderful and like a great plus 20 points on the acting on Dawn because I really wanted to strangle her at some point with the selfie. <laughs> she was like doing the whole selfie thing. I'm like, girl, oh my god, Oh, in the <laughs> diner? Oh, that's such a great scene. Yeah. 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 The Thank selfie, you. yeah. Yeah, right. that, I love that scene. That's a great that's scene. Um, and it leads okay, to such so- a great callback. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's true. Yes, lest we forget. Yeah. Um. So so obviously, uh, you're you're really well loved in the horror community, but the, in Renfield, you, it's more of a comedic thing, right? Yeah. Um, you know. So how? So so how different? 
sprint do you have to be when when you're switching gears? I was very surprised that that you had a you know that your role as Carol was actually a you know a, a funnier one because I'm I'm used to you in in Terrifier and the Bye Bye Man and and then like here yeah. it was like it's, yeah it was nice it was really fun watching you you Thank know show you. your comedy chops so yeah you're, how's, you're how's that screaming my face off <laughs> <laughs> and running away from things <laughs> yeah. yeah it was a lot of fun I. I love, I mean, I love horror, obviously, as we've covered, but I also do love comedy and I have a ton of improv training and I used to be in an improv troupe and, and I, comedy is so much fun for me. And so it it was a lot of fun to get to kind of marry those worlds. And to answer your question about the approach, I mean, in a lot of ways, the approach is the same regardless of genre, because even though you obviously, you have to match the tone of the, of the piece, you always want to be grounded and coming from a truthful place. So even if it's comedic, you don't want to be playing the comedy because then it's not funny, right? You don't want to be like winking and and nodding to it. So in a lot of ways, you know, it has to be grounded in reality and believable regardless of what genre you're, you're working on. Yeah. Is this, are we going to see more of this in the future? More of what? More of either horror or comedy or. Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think so. Definitely, as a matter of fact, you will. Yeah. Fantastic. Which leads me to my next question. What can you talk about, about your future projects? Amazing. So (laughs) the segues have just been... Right? Uh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) What can I talk about? Well, uh, yeah, Faceless After Dark, uh, you already know I'm I'm really excited about that. I I can't wait for you to see it. Spray Bottle, can't wait for you to see it. Oh, it's a baby! Clark kitty, by which we mean cat. Oh my gosh. Sweet orange kitty. Um, Please continue. So easily distract. Mine is, mine is, wait. Hi, Oh, right there. Oh, make friends. So comfy. It's so comfy. She has to be a part of it. Uh, Yeah, so what else? Um, I'm doing two features this summer that I don't think I can talk about yet, but one is... One, it, I'm going to have a small role in um, a sequel in a big franchise. Um, not a sequel, but one, one of the sequels. Um, that's, I guess, action comedy. And then, um, and I'm going to be acting and doing stunts in that, which I'll hopefully be able to talk about soon. And this is then, Fast and the Furious. I no, wish. Kidding. That's on my list. <laughs> I, it's I, all about I, family. I have, one day, because I, I, do, I do have stunt driving training. And I, Ooh, I, nice. I have done some stunt driving. So you just, you tell them where to find me. Please. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, it's not that one, but that's a good guess. Um, and then there's a, and that one's a, a bigger budget thing. And then there's an indie action movie uh, that's just straight action that I'm one of the leads in that we film nice. at the end of the summer that I'm, I'm very excited about. That one's going to be a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh and I think I think you guys will enjoy that one. And um, and then oh, and then I mean, uh, Terrifier is coming back to theaters apparently. Yes, it is. It is. First time. Oh, so wow. I could certainly talk about that because I found out when everyone else found out, <laughs> <laughs> which was like last week, right? Or like yeah, Tuesday, yeah. Right? I was uh, like, oh, hi. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I know I say coming back to theaters, but it was never in theaters to begin with. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, that'll be fun. I'm really excited about that. I'm. Uh, I, I'm Are you talking. finally going to show your mom? No. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Never. No. Never. My mom is very Jewish and worries enough as it is. We don't yeah. need to give her more things to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's already. Yeah. She'll, she. She doesn't need to see that one. <laughs> um, but other people will, and I'm yeah. excited for people who have never seen it on a big screen to to go out and see it there. So that that's that's super exciting. Uh, yeah. And then, um, I've got more conventions coming up that, uh, you know, post about, I'm really, really stoked about those and, uh, more, more to come. I'm writing other stuff and, you know, so we'll see. Very excited to to hear and see all of that. Um, yeah. So, oh, and sorry, sorry to interrupt you last things. I'm like, I knew I was forgetting something. Um, there's a, an indie drama, which is very much unlike all of the stuff we've been talking about, yeah. uh, called The Wild Man that came out 
uh, premiered at a, at a film festival at the end of last year that's about to screen at another film festival. That one will hopefully be on streaming later this year, I'm hoping. Um, oh, it's very fantastic. unlike all this other stuff, but it's very like grounded and cute and quirky and, and touching and, and sweet. And um, that one was a lot of fun to make, directed by Riley Cusick. I'm excited about that one. And then there's another indie that I did last year that's like atmospheric horror, I guess, more of a drama uh, sure. called The Build Out. And hopefully that will be out later this year as well. I'm not sure what, what the plan is, but uh, I got my motorcycle license for that one. So... Ooh. Uh, and it's all in the desert. And it's very, very funky. So hopefully lots of things. <laughs> it sounds like a lot. Yeah, it sounds um, like a lot. Sounds like yeah. a lot. You're so busy. <laughs> Go, Jenna. Thank you. I try. <laughs> this is all I have. <laughs> it's a lot. You have quite a lot. Good for Thank you. you. Thank you so much. So, but yeah, so, I genuinely love movies. <laughs> yeah, we can tell because, you know, you're, 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 you're in front of it. You're behind it, you know. You you call yourself a storyteller. I think that's really really cool. Um, you know, Thank you. Um, we're very excited to see all of your stuff. Um, yeah, we're we're Thanks. we're basically wrapping up um, this this episode of Dead Air. Uh, it was been it was such an honor to have you on, Jenna. Um, Wait, uh, again, can I ask like a I said, question? Yeah, oh, of course you can. Yes. But what's a movie? What's a horror movie out of the Philippines that I should see that I've maybe not seen? Uh. Horror movie oh. out of the Philippines. Chris, Yikes, you're more like uh, um, you're more equipped to answer. Ready to write it down. I yeah. want to say Itim, but it's hard. Itim to is find the best, it. but it's so so hard to find. It's made in the in the seventies. It's a uh, the Blu-ray is actually in France, but not here. What? I've yeah, never it's, even a, heard of it's it's a beautiful, beautiful film. Itim. Um, yeah, Itim. Yeah. Mike De Leon's Itim. Uh, it's my favorite Philippine horror film for sure. Uh, most recently, also, or... of course, yeah, very nice. Recently, what's a good recent one? Ramon. I do love Young Gao. Young Gao is incredible. That's kind of a cult. I mean, yeah. if you know what, uh, Jenna, I, I'm we're gonna talk amongst ourselves. I'll send you <laughs> links to to everything that's available please, online. Please, yes, I'm trying to write them down. I'm almost positive that I misspelled all of them. So yes, I, I'm typing them out for you because yeah. I think oh, the spelling you. might be. Um, I'll find you some with links online. Uh, we'll we'll send them to you. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's some recent. Yeah. There. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. I would love. Because I feel like a lot of um, like a lot of films, particularly from Japan and Korea, make it over here. Mm. Yes. Um, yeah. But I mean, you know, and and obviously, like we didn't even talk about Parasite earlier, um, mm. which is fantastic. But yeah, I, I like. I feel very um, uncultured. I wanna. I would love to see more. There's yes. a film that that is is doing the rounds uh, right now in in um, in my mother's skin. Yeah, in my mother's skin. Mm. Uh, it came well, out this year. On, yeah, that's going to be on Prime later this yeah, year. Yeah, that'll be on, on Prime. Um, that that's okay, making cool. big waves. We have not seen it. Um, we know the the director, uh, Ken Dagat, an incredible guy. Um, uh, I have not seen it. I can't wait to see it. It's uh, there's there's so much buzz about it online. Um, mm. Yeah, so it's coming out on okay. Prime uh, very soon. Um, oh I'm yeah, sure yeah, no, please, yeah. please send me a list. That would be fantastic. Uh, um, we will definitely. Yeah, there's also Nocebo on Netflix right now. Oh, Nocebo! Have you heard of that with with, uh, with uh, no. Green and Mark Strong? Uh, no. Yeah, premiered on Shutter. Um, uh, it's it's okay. uh, So it's it's a it's a film with uh, Eva Green um, and her co-star uh, is is uh, a very uh, is a good friend of ours, Chai Furnisher. Um, she's Filipina, incredible actress. Um, Yay, yeah, so Chai, Chai is incredible. Uh, yeah, that that's on Shutter right now. Um, you can watch that right now, actually. Um, okay, cool, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Cool. There's um there's a fantastic uh, Filipino actor here uh, named Danielle Lin, who is she's in Spray Bottle and she's also in Faceless After Dark. Um, Ooh. and she's we we I love working with her. We've worked together a number of times. Nice. Very nice. Um, please. Uh, cool. Okay. I wrote all these. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it, Internet. This is bit, let me just screen this. I don't know why I'm trying to make my life. Wait, Chris more will probably well, send you a more exhaustive list shortly. And we'll send you links That's links that you can just yeah. click into. Yeah. Amazing. Um, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. So, again, Jenna, this has been incredible. It's been such an honor to have you on. A uh, huge fan of yours. Um, cannot wait to see 
everything that comes out in the future. Um, yeah. Where can anyone, where, so where can people find you online? Mm. Sure. Yeah. No. Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. You're all lovely. This was wonderful. I really appreciate your understanding about all the scheduling stuff. And I uh, thank you for oh, yeah. making the time and thank you for being so like prepared and engaged and, and interesting <laughs> and interested. And this is just, this was a lot of fun and I really appreciate all of the love. And you can find me on Instagram or Twitter, but I'm really on Instagram more at Squidthusiast. It's S-Q-U-I-D-T-H-U-S-I-A-S-T. It's someone who's enthusiastic about squids, because that's me. Really? Okay, it. what's a random what, interesting fact? I was fact? meaning to ask about that. A random interesting fact? I was, yeah. is that what you said? Give me some squid bits. Here's a squid bit for you. This is my favorite squid bit. This is my okay. go-to squid bit. There are certain types of squids. This is a great note to end on. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with everything else. <laughs> there are certain types of squids that have a donut-shaped brain, and their esophagus goes through the brain. So if they eat too much, they get brain damage. <laughs> from an evolutionary standpoint, it makes no sense. And I just <laughs> love that they're still around for some reason, and I just... I think that's, it's just one of my favorite facts. I love that they're just out here. <laughs> that's incredible. Nice. That is the perfect Great. way to end. Yeah. I, so, right? Uh, yeah. There's no the horror that. movie that is the deep ocean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Terrifying. Okay. So that was our episode of uh, Dead Air this week with, with uh, Janet Canal. Thank you, everyone. Thank you we'll so you much. Time. Thanks so much. Thank you. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Brought to you by Big Baby Studios.